Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Trot's Life. We continue our Australian Pacing Gold special. We've got two shows of it and Heath Burke has joined us. Heath, how are you, mate, and whereabouts are you today? Uh, thanks very much, Toby. Uh, yes, I'm I'm well, thank you, and I'm down in Portland, uh, just uh, my my desk at the aluminium smelter down here. Yeah. <laughs> and you, what what exactly is your role again at the smelter? Um, I'm uh, occupational health nurse, so I uh, do the health screenings on the employees to make sure they're all fit and healthy to um, continue working on site. Ah, oh, very good, mate. And your role in harness racing, a bit on the background, what got you into harness racing? We've seen you as a trainer and driver and now probably more predominantly as a breeder of horses. Yeah, so I guess it's uh, like a lot of people in the industry, it's a generational thing. So my grandfather was involved in the training and driving side as well as my um, my father. He, um, he he bred a few himself as well as uh, done some training and driving um, as a hobby. Uh, so I just sort of filtered through from there. And one one of the f- family breed, I think it is, is Rhythm of the Pride one of the family breed? It is, yeah. So um, she, she stems from um, uh, Dad bought a uh, half-sister her at sales um, quite a few years ago um, in Lady Musgrave, and she showed a lot of promise as a, as a two-year-old um, before she hit the track and... Um, they noticed the half sister coming up in the sale the next year, that uh, which ended up being Rhythm of the Pride that uh, they thought would be a good purchase. So uh, that's um, how they come about going to purchase her at the sale. And she went on to win the 2009 Narrow Court Cup, mate, which uh, sounds pretty impressive, anyway. Yeah, look, it was it was a <laughs> Ben Kemp. She, she won it pretty easy too. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, she, she was a handy race mare, um, probably didn't uh, fulfil her true potential on the track, but um, always um, showed plenty. I think she won her first three starts with the third start being at uh, Mooney Valley uh, in a juvenile race, uh, in one of the Metro juvenile uh, Philly races back then. So, yep, um, yep. yeah, the, the, the whole family uh, has showed a lot of promise all the way through, just... Um, yeah, I think it's only a matter of time for um, a really good one jumps out. Well, yeah, she, she's you see, you've got lot two oh ones a Philly by Sweet Lou out of Rhythm of the Pride, who's and you say a really good one. There's been probably well, there's four winners out of her, and just some really good bread and butter horses like Truth and Courage, Yappers Courage, even Pride Lands is a good little horse for his three wins and Rhythm of the Grace, Rhythm and Grace. Yeah, as I said, uh, again, they, they all showed a, a lot of promise and the Yepis Courage is still going around. He went around in Hamilton on Sunday. Um, truth and Courage, he showed um, a tremendous amount of potential uh, with Marg Lee. Um, yeah, just had had some little uh, niggling issues as they can do, um, but uh, he was very good. Rhythm and Grace, I mean, she won five out of 19 starts. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're all in Pride Lands. Um, yeah, he's early doors as a juvenile. Um, so he looked like he could have been um, a very nice horse as well. So uh, it's definitely um, the bloodlines are there. It's just uh, yeah, getting uh, getting them to be able to put it all together.
Uh, do you remember the movie? Or well, you will, Jurassic Park? Are you really familiar with Jurassic Park? Yeah, yeah, familiar enough, yes. <laughs> yeah, do you remember on it that uh, when they first built the park, all the dinosaurs are, are females so that they can't breed on? Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I can't remember the in. <laughs> anyway, that well, though, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, where I'm going is, you've got four fillies in the sales. Were you taken by that Jurassic Park theme and thought, you know, yeah. I'll just breed fillies? Oh, look! If you could choose, it'd be great. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just the way it seems to go year about sometimes, and um, yeah, that year I just had yeah, all fillies. I actually had five foals and five fillies. Yeah. yeah, that's staggering, isn't it? Really, when you think about the odds, yeah. I suppose it's 50-50, and I could quickly work that out, I suppose, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it was, yeah, I mean, um, you know, the is obviously, especially in the juvenile races, can then uh, potentially as much as the, as the Colts, so uh, from a perching uh, perspective, I guess you get the the double of a potential broodmare down the track, and you still can win those um, lucrative juvenile races if you, you happen to get yourself a good good little two-year-old filly. Well, that's a good lead-in. Lot uh, 199's another sweet Lou out of a mare called Rashani. And, well, Remy Lou was, what, just... just She was just that level behind the absolute top ones. She won the Premier Stakes, I reckon it was, from memory. And uh, she, she was a very good two-year-old filly, 46,000, and re- just tough and honest as the day is long, wasn't she? Or isn't she? Yeah, yeah, she and uh, and good uh, point-to-point speed. Like, I mean, she showed mm. a couple of times coming out of the gate there that she had um, tremendous um, speed at the start, which is something that uh, if you can get that speed uh, in a racehorse, you know, you can um, get off and make them tougher, but it's hard to get them faster. Uh, so it it's obviously shows that, uh, that mare does, I believe, click with Sweet Lou and um, her mm. run up in um, the her second start at the, the Pink Bonnet up in Menangle, um, like being a second start and travelling up to New South Wales and the way she finished off that race was um, a bit of a, a sign of things to come and she actually had a fairly heavy schedule. You know, I think she had 10 or 11 odd starts as a two-year-old, so obviously uh, that's, yeah, that's a pretty good um, amount of time spending around going around the racetrack and, and ran some really good races. And as you said, well, forty-six thousand um, to pocket as a two-year-old um, you know, is uh, would be uh, pay dividends um, for her owner for sure. Another one you've got you've got the four lot one seventy-three by American Ideal out of a mare called Mary Joyce. Who this is the Yajale Hammer family? Correct. Yeah. So um, I got this one off. Um, uh, Peter Tonkin, actually. Uh, so oh, yeah? She's is named after um, his ex-partner, Mary. Um, so yeah. uh, she's, uh, this is her first foal. Uh, and actually, when I when I bought the mare and got it at uh, Clayton and Emma's, um, I just I asked Clayton, you know, who would he suggest I go to? And he, he thought American Idea would be a great match for her. Um, she was very fast, Mary said. Um uh, so that's what I, I did. I, I thought I, he knows a little bit about it. So um, I, I've gone to American Ideal, and, and she's throwing a nice, nice uh, put together filly. Um, and you know, it's a strong family. Uh, if you look back through uh, that, that family's winners, there's you know plenty of Group One winners there. Um, so I think she should uh, get plenty of people looking her way. She she didn't race Mary Joyce though, did she? No, she didn't race. No, she uh, she trained at Emma's, um, and she just uh, showed a lot of speed. I just had issues with uh, being a filly, uh, always being in season, and 
and hard to um, manage it that way. So okay, uh, they decided to uh, yeah to be better off in the in the breeder's barn, um, being yeah very being an art major mare and and having um yeah great uh, great family line. Um, yeah, I was lucky enough to um to be able to 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 get it, get an offer to be able to purchase her, which I did. Now, now the one of of probably most interest is the Captain Treacherous filly, I think, for obvious reasons. Out of a mare called uh, Metro Mint, who went one fifty four seven, and as uh, the dam of Julie Fernando, and I'd imagine when you went to Captain Treacherous, Julie Fernando would have been absolutely on fire as a three year old. Yes, yeah, he won those five races, <laughs> yeah. and um, talking to to Paddy Lee and and the the Lees. Uh, family, they they were um, uh, very excited about the potential for, for Julie Di Fernando, and and uh, re- really excited about the the mother too, Metro Mint. Uh, they um, wanted to know who she was going to, and and those those types of things. So yeah, I think she should generate a lot of interest. She's a lovely, big, big, strong filly, um, and I, I'd imagine I can't see why uh, she won't match the feats of her full brother, and um, yeah, go further. Yeah, well, yeah, Julby Fernando being a captain treacherous as well, and uh, something happened with him. Are you right across that? Because it feels like we haven't seen him for a while. But I do yeah, get confused yeah, yeah. with them all. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, my understanding he had some um, some some lower leg issues in the front there. That um, uh, he's a very tough horse, and he was able to um, to race through a, a lot of the the um, Get it got managed through as a three-year-old, but um, yeah, just uh, yeah, okay. succumbed in the end to those injuries. Yeah. And Courtney Slade is helping you out prepare them. Yeah, so I've decided this year to get um, Courtney to to prepare. She does a fantastic job. She you know generally you know gets best presented for for one or two of the the yearlings at the sales, and um, yeah, they just have that uh, that, that bit of polish on them. She knows how to really. Um, prepare and, and condition them, I suppose, for the future of racing. You know, they're in a professional stable setup, and it really, I think, does help them um, to be able to cope with the, the demands of a, a young horse, um, you know, to get to the track. So uh, I thought it was, as a business decision, I thought it was better to get uh, maybe some better exposure through a professional outfit, um, and hopefully it will pay dividends. Well, mate, American Ideal, Captain Treacherous and... Two sweet lose. It's a big investment you're making into the breeding, and uh, best of luck uh, on sales day. I much appreciated, Toby. Yeah, hopefully there's uh, lots of uh, buyers out there, whether at the sales or online. And um, yeah, I think uh, if you look through the the catalogue, there's plenty of very nicely bred horses. And I think uh, as vendors, we're all trying to to improve the breed. And um, yeah, and hopefully we can um, get rewarded with um, plenty of hands going up at the time of sale. Very good. Best of luck, mate. Thank you very much, Toby. Let's clear our final commitment for the hour. Big second hour still to come as we continue our Australian pacing gold chats. Looking forward to meeting and chatting with Neil Wardle of Torpedo fame, Juanita Breen and Margaret Donahue still to come with their chats, their stories and their yearlings in the Australian pacing gold.